This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 143 of the Good Neighbor Podcast, and today it's Chip Greenwood. Now, Chip is the president of Buffalo Chips Restaurant. Chip, welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast. Thanks, Charlie. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How you doing, man? Doing good, doing good. If, if that little storm we had didn't blow my internet out and uh, set us back a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we had to jump so through far. it. I'm glad to be on your show. First time, yeah. I'm a neophyte, so first time, so, you know, be patient with me. <laughs> well, I, I hear you have some stand-up comedy in your background, so I'm the one who's, I'm like on edge here. I'm wondering what, what you're going to pull in here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. My shows are all PJ. No, I, uh, no that was way, that was 30, that was 30 years ago, so I'm, I'm a restaurateur now. I can't spell restaurateur, but that's what I are. <laughs> you sound like a pirate now. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. tell us about Buffalo Chips. Well, Dad started it back in 1986, um, just came down. He retired or tried to retire and bought this little motel and started a little restaurant next to it. And then, uh, yeah, that was 38 years ago, and then it just kept getting a little bigger and a little bigger. And, yeah, he about 25, six years ago, he called me up and wanted me to come run it, and yeah, the rest is history. just kept getting bigger and better every year. Wow, wow. And... Um... And he came down from where? Uh, Buffalo. That's where they get, you know, Buffalo chips. So I'm chipped, and our family's from Buffalo, so Buffalo, New York. But Gotcha, gotcha. So he, yeah, yeah, so he wanted to escape the snow and the bad weather. And then, you know, he never said he never worked as hard. We were in construction. He was, you know. But he came down here and said he never worked as hard until he started running a restaurant. But, uh, <laughs> so. Oh, man. And then, so you got involved. And what were you doing before yeah. the uh, before you got involved? I was actually, um, yeah, like I said, I was I was a, like a part time disc jockey at a karaoke show, and I, I I opened up for Sinbad. I did you know you mentioned that just because I said I had a little eight minutes. I did a stand up routine, but uh-huh. and then I actually was in the golf business. Uh, I was in a pro shop in Richmond, Virginia. And then, uh, yeah, dad just made me an offer. Couldn't refuse. And, uh, of course he had, he had, his health was failing. So mm. I wanted to come and take care of that. Could see the family business kind of going, uh, going kaputs, you know, if yeah. I didn't step in and yeah. help out. So, uh, Very nice. that's an opportunity and moved down and, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been rough, but you know, things are good now. we got a really good reputation, pretty famous. Yeah. And, so, good business. So, so for our listeners who haven't had the experience yet, share with them, uh, Tell us about the restaurant. Well, um, we're an upscale dive. Um, that's like <laughs> we've got some uh, some some trademark trademarked uh, copyrights. That's one of mine I came up with. But uh, we sell lots of chicken wings and barbecue. We sell over two tons of chicken wings a week. Um, of course, not right now with things going on, but uh, we, we've uh, got a lot of neat. Uh, memorabilia in there over 38 years of just stuff dad's collected and you know dad he went through about 12 super bowls in a row um and we just collected a lot of celebrities have been in so we got a lot of neat stuff to look at in there great food cold beer we don't serve uh you know alcohol just beer and wine so um yeah but we're family oriented though we try to be like it's weird we're like part cracker barrel part sports bar meets something else but uh yeah, it's more family oriented. We get big families, and 
And I, yeah. and I like that. I like the kids. Kids love us too. So yeah. So tell us about the history of chicken wings, buffalo wings, and and buffalo. Uh, did they truly uh, originate in Buffalo? They did. The story, the, the short story. A lot of people got their opinions, but I, I was in the Anchor Bar uh, back in the late seventies, and I talked with. Uh, a bartender there and, and he gave me a lowdown, which I'm sticking with his story, but uh-huh. um, it, it makes it sound like the owners, the Bellissimos who started it back at the, in the anchor bar there on main street in Buffalo. It makes it sound like she invented it. Um, Cause you know, her son came home and wanted some fast, quick eats and she threw wings in a fryer and hot sauce. But the bartender there told me that the cooks there, um, they got to eat like free stuff, whatever they were uh-huh. throwing out. And this, you know, some African American guys, you know, some black guys, whatever they 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 like, they got the soul food, so they got free chicken wings. So he told me they'd throw it in the fryer and put hot sauce on it, and they they're the ones that kind of invented it, is what I think. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. it was like the original soul food, you know. But um, that's that's what I, that's what I'm I'm thinking would happen. Yeah. But, yeah. Of course, the Bellissimos made it famous. That's where they started the Anchor Bar. And, okay. You know. Yeah, yeah. The people used to actually throw away chicken wings, Charlie, back then. Can you imagine that? Throwing away chicken wings? That's what I heard. That That's, yeah, mind-boggling. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, yeah, now they cost more than chicken breasts per pound. Do they really? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, it's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And do you ever uh, get back to Buffalo? I have occasionally. I don't go. I don't, honestly, all my my family's moved out. My friend, my yeah. college friends are gone. I, I don't have anybody there. But we go back, uh, uh, you know, very infrequently. Really, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I showed the kids. I brought my kids there. You know, when they were growing up, I showed them where Dad played football and showed them Niagara Falls. And mm-hmm. you know, they didn't believe half the stories that I, I told them. But uh, <laughs> that kind of thing. But yeah, it's kids. nice place to visit now. Yep, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So how about Myths, Chip. Any myths uh, that you can dispel that you uh, hear or deal with? Uh, you covered the buffalo wing myth. Uh, are there any others? Myths, uh, just about our place or in general, or what? Yeah, it could, um, could be your place, or it could be restaurant myths, or or something you could just I, make up I on would, the spot, yeah. and I, I would never know. Man, I, I guess people, you know how restaurants are. People get into business and they, they're going to think they're going to make a million dollars. And maybe that's the biggest myth that you just go in, you know, start a restaurant and you're going to make money. And it doesn't usually work out that way. It doesn't. Oh, dang it. That's going to yeah. be my next career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess that might be the, one of the biggest myths. I don't know for about the. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I mean, it, and I have a couple friends in the business. I actually had a, a little one uh, myself, my health clubs uh, years ago, and uh, it was just nonstop work. I mean, it's you, you, it's mm-hmm. one of those I think you can't really appreciate it unless you're in it. And uh, yeah. I mean, the rush. I mean, yeah, how do either. you even plan for? You know, you, it's it's those what those those few hours in the day that you either it either makes you or yeah. breaks you, right? Yeah, and you're so right. And then with scheduling too, and it's even for me sometimes the scheduling is even harder in summertime, just because uh, sometimes we do get real busy in the summer, and I'll have my summer crew on. It's like, like you said, wham out of nowhere. It's like, you know, stop the restaurant. I want to get off. You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> but 
Yeah, it, it can be uh, can be overwhelming, but uh, you know, some some staff you want to pay them thirty bucks an hour, and you know, for two or three hours, and others you don't you don't want to pay them five bucks an hour. But mm-hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are you doing when you're not working in the business? Um, not a lot anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah not, not with everything going on. Not with everything, I, but the golf course is nice that they're still open. So I do golf. That's one of my hobbies. So uh, yeah. it is nice to be able to get out and golf. And of course, I was involved in my church pretty heavily too. At, at uh, one point, I was playing in my church band for about six, seven years, playing guitar for them. But uh, I kind of cut back on that just because of the, the time. It's just it's a lot, of, a lot of time in that. Wow, what kind of I'm a band? Doing a lot. My kids are growing up. I played rock and roll, you know, mm-hmm. kind of contemporary music, you know, praise music. Yeah, it was yeah. fun. Like you know, the full out, you know, distorted guitars and stuff, and so it was. But then they moved me over to acoustic guitar. So like, I guess maybe when I started getting gray hair, they just they said, "Chip, we really like you on the acoustic guitar." So. <laughs> uh, that's great. So who's your favorite group? My favorite band? Yeah. Man, I I got a lot of them really. Yeah. Um, if you I, were to I, play, have, I don't know if I have a favorite one. If you were to play one song, then what would that be? Oh man, put me on the spot. <laughs> um, I I got attached to this band because they're from Buffalo. Billy Sheen is the bass player, and he used to play with a band called Talus. If any Buffalo people out there don't know who Talus is, huh. so he started went to L.A. and got in. He was one of the lead, best bass players in the world, um, and he got in with a band called Mr. Big. Okay. And I guess if I had to pick my favorite rock and roll band, it would be Mr. Big. Mr. Big. But, uh, yeah, because Billy Sheehan, the bass player from Buffalo. Yeah. We used to watch him in the clubs all the time. Very yeah, cool. the only guy would do a bass solo. Like, you know, like you don't see a guy doing a bass solo in the middle of a set. This guy had, oh, wow. man, it looked like he could fly the, it looked like he could fly the, you know, space shuttle with all the instruments and stuff back there. Back wow. in the 70s, you just didn't see that. This guy was amazing on the bass. Wow. Very cool. So, Chip, how about a hardship that you've been through uh, over the years? Could be business or personal that you got through, and looking back, you say, "Hey, it was not any fun, but I'm better for it. I'm stronger for it." What comes to mind? Man, honestly, Charlie, after 38 years, um, no real one sticks out because mm. you know, just there's always been, uh, you know, mostly mostly staff coming and going um kind of a thing my brother was involved in it and he he left and uh you know and brought my cousin on to help run it and it's uh, i guess the hardships are kind of I, I guess working with family you know it's, yeah. it can be hard um yeah. but uh, we've all gotten through it and you know praise god we all my brother and i have a great relationship and my cousin and we're, we're and my dad you know he's still around thank god he's oh, that's you know awesome. retired about 20 years ago yeah he's gonna be 78 and we just have a great relationship now but yeah. it, it, as you know it's hard working with family charlie yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so, for sure for sure we got through it you know yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you make a good point. I mean, there's so many hardships they, they accumulate. But, you know, when you're on your own company and uh, you lose a valued employee, whether it be a family member or, or not, um, mm-hmm. you know, that takes a while to recover from, you know. It's, it's, uh, it, it's 
and, you know? and going from my experience anyway, you know, it was, um, it's, what am I trying to say? Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty there, right? You know, because you're familiar with all that that individual brings to the table and then you have to find a replacement and you just don't know. And, and, uh, sometimes, yeah. uh, the next person you bring on isn't as qualified or isn't as good in certain areas and you end up taking the, picking up the slack, right? Yeah. It always comes back exactly. to the owner. Exactly. This, this means you got to, yeah, go back. Well, in the early days, I mean, I, I did everything. You know, dishwasher doesn't show up, you're washing dishes. Yeah. If, uh, you know, cook doesn't show up, you're, you're, you're frying chicken wings. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, those days are pretty much gone, which is good. I'm, and yeah. and the, the crew doesn't mind if I'm not in the restaurant as much for some reason now. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why, but... <laughs> But yeah, we just we just lost uh, just found an Esther. Our, we have really low turnover though, which is yeah. great. I mean, honestly, we've got people with me for seven, eight, ten. Wow. My kitchen manager's twenty plus years. So, but this girl Esther just found out she you know she graduated and wanted to move on to her next step of her her, her education, which is in forensics or something. So uh, she just told me uh, last week she's after seven years she's moving to Maryland and it's like it's like losing one of my kids or something, you know. And, mm. Yeah. So she was an awesome waitress, and everybody knew her down there. She had you know great following, but hmm. she's moving on to something bigger and better. So yeah, yeah, it's nice you're able to support her for the time being until she got to that next step. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I hope to think that. Yeah, my dad. It's funny you mention that because he's always quick to say too, like um, about how much of you know income that we're providing and how many jobs we're providing uh, right. in the community. And, and I forget that sometimes, our, yeah. you know, our, our, pay, our payroll is almost a million dollars last year. So wow. that, that pays a lot of people, it pays a lot of people in the area. You got 50 employees or something and uh, yeah. that puts a lot of people to work, which is good for the community, good for the economy. And yep. dad always reminds me that, you know, we're doing a good thing that way. But, I mean, that's the, the premise behind the Good Neighbor podcast, you know, strong businesses build strong communities. And whether it's one job or in your case, 50 jobs, uh, you know, every job counts. And especially if if they're in an environment that you provide, you know, where it's positive and people are growing and whether they're there for 20 plus years or there for five years and move on to the next step. And at some point, you know, maybe some of them mm-hmm. are doing exactly what you did now, you know, providing those yeah. jobs so. and i got some people coming back too it's funny i got this kid charlie he left and went and got education and now with this covid thing going on uh he moved back and you know he's got a little personal thing that's going on in his life but he was a he started 16 as a as a busser now he's a floor manager he got an education and he's back with us he's a good kid wow. so that was a kind of you know a, a little turnaround he's back with us again that it's tough finding work right now with the covid going on and everything so yeah yeah that's phenomenal so, uh, Chip, yeah. if there was one thing you wish our listeners knew about your uh, company, what would that be? Um, I guess just I wish people knew that we have the, the coldest beer in town. <laughs> it, it, you have to be careful because it will hurt your teeth when you drink it. It will give you a brain freeze. So be careful. <laughs> when you come in because the beer is so phenomenally cold that is so enticing uh, no. yeah, great great for Florida <laughs> no that, I don't I don't have a real I don't have a real answer other than yeah cold well, beer a, great food and uh, the, the friendliest staff we try to keep them friendly yeah but well, uh, just certainly uh, yeah, I guess oh I guess they should know about my motel really that's the biggest thing 
because our motel sales have been down because of this tourism being hurt with COVID and everything. Tell us about our, the motel. Yeah, we have a little 11 room motel, and that's what really brought Dad down here was the motel to start 11 room motel. And I, you know, I have to pat myself on the back, but I fixed it up and put a lot of money in the place the last 20 years. But and the motel was doing really well, and then this hit. So hmm. I wish people know to come and look us up to you know a good clean room. We uh, actually got an 8.5 rating out of 10 on uh, bookings.com, which is really high. Wow. But uh, yeah, yeah, so, I'd like to talk about my motel and get people to know come and uh, stay with us. And uh, where are you located? We're at an old 41 right in Benita Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, on old 41, you know, that's uh, east of new 41 and uh, historic Benita Springs. They don't want you to call it old Benita, but. Uh, so yeah right there at the north end but uh yeah i've been there 38 years wow and do you get a lot of folks uh coming back year after year with the motel do you kind of get to reacquaint yourself it's probably like a reunion at times right um we do get our regulars that come in the, the, the tourists every year um and then this this time of year though we used to get a lot of the europeans um, mm. you know, believe it or not, I mean, a, a lot, we would get people from England, France, Germany. Uh, we have, we have people from Japan, believe it or not, but just wow. nobody's coming over right now, obviously what's going on, but, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, but a lot of construction workers now, which is good construction is still going on. So st- stuff's still building yeah. around here, which is good. You know, yeah. that was essential, which is good. So yeah. we're, we're getting uh, people that want a weekly stay that, you know, they're doing drywall or framing or something so that's keeping us a little busy in the motel but not like it used to be right right well chip how about um so so we know where you're located a website and or a phone number for our listeners who want to uh, make a reservation and or learn more yeah yeah they can actually i'm all uh high tech i got it's on the website you can actually order food online and pay for it and you can get a room online and pay for it through through our website, uh, through buffalochipsrestaurant.com. And we got the, the link to the Ranch House Motel. And, uh, you know, you can book your room right on there with your credit card and don't need to even call, but you, you can still call or just show up and we'll leave the light on for you. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.